Hello and welcome back to the Flicksters. This is the place where two movie geeks bring you all the movie reviews and news you could ever want in your lifetimes. That's correct. We can bring you everything to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, CastBox and Anchor. Just pop in the Flicksters podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. We will see you there. Whoa, 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 Duval. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How good is it to hear your voice, mate? How good oh. is it to hear that we are back together, not in the same room, Mm-mm. but... Not in the same country. Are, not in the same country. <laughs> not, not in the same continent. The same continent. <laughs> not in the same time zones. <laughs> and, and don't forget... Not in the same dimension. Let's just let, let, let it be known, yeah? <laughs> exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for downloading another episode of The Flicksters. It's been a while, but we just want to let you know that we're coming at you from uh, London and yep. Brisbane, Australia. So I just want to say a really massive g'day, mates. Yeah, from um, Brisbane, eh? <laughs> actually Deval don't do the accents <laughs> please don't do accents um, Deval it's been such a long time man what the fuck so look how you been I've been alright I've been alright just just hit the gym today so feeling a bit knackered yeah. but still got energy for the show you know but apart yeah, from that good. all good been watching films like crazy got a lot to talk about got a lot I know, to man. talk about We've got so much to talk about, but before we talk about any movie stuff and before we talk about, you know, what's coming up on streaming, etc., let's do our shout outs. So who are we shouting out this week? Uh, this week we're shouting out Tolu. Tolu, uh, who I actually know from quite, quite a long time ago, actually, where we went to university together. Tolu uh, loves his films. He loves movies. He loves uh, computer games as well, actually. He's a, he's a uh, you know, you get, a, you get two kinds of men in this world. You get FIFA men. And you get pro evolution soccer men. He is yeah. the latter, <laughs> but he loves movies. He gave us a shout out on Instagram. Always liking our, our 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 posts. He loves Black Hawk Down. Anytime I see Black Hawk Down, I send him a little message and say, "Hey, Black Hawk Down's on the telly." He loves it. He loves it. Nice. So big shout out to Tolu. Next shout, shout out goes to Ben uh, of the Benaissance, as he's as he's being <laughs> as he's come to be known. <laughs> Uh, he's a massive, massive, massive movie uh, buff as well. He loves his Marvel, loves his DC, loves comic books. He uh, he, he is actually going to see uh, Captain Marvel uh, this weekend. So it'd be right. really interested to find out his feedback. I know he listens to the show. He loves fo- he loves football. Even though he's quite shit at it, he still loves football. <laughs> Who's uh, his team? <laughs> we play on the same team. That's how I know him. <laughs> we, we, we play on the same Sunday league team. <laughs> I love it. I love it when you just turn around and drop a he's shit. <laughs> I know. I've got first-hand experience. Sorry, Ben. Uh, so uh, last shout-out goes to Sophie. Uh, Sophie loves the movies as well. Uh, she gives us a bit, She gave us a massive shout-out on our Instagram, always liking our pictures, always liking our posts. Uh, she loves The Matrix, where one of the first films I got to experience with her and talk about. So she loves sci-fi. So Sophie, massive shout out. Thanks for listening to the show, guys, and keep tuned in. Yes, and Sophie, I just want to quickly ask you, red pill or blue pill? 
let us know Ooh. actually if you're watching the film with deval oh my gosh you might need more than those two pills but anyway look. I chose okay. the <laughs> all right so you know what there's so much movie stuff going on right and you know what we haven't been on the airways for about six weeks so we we come a fail to speak about like loads of stuff that that's happened over the last month or so but we're just going to dive right in and i want to hear what will smith has been up to tell me about will smith well, apart from posting Instagram and Facebook every other day about yeah. different things, motivational speeches, about what he's doing with his family and all and sorts. And his blue makeup. <laughs> and his blue, <laughs> the genie. We can talk oh, about man. that as well. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Will Smith is set to play Serena and Venus Williams's. Is it Williams's or Williams with a little... Okay, anyway, he's, yeah. he's set to play their dad in a biopic of a film called King Richard. What? Yes, so not so, King Richard like the King of England? No, this is King Richard as in Richard Williams, the father of legendary all, all-time all great uh, tennis sisters, Serena, or I should say, I should say Venus and Serena. Uh, so not sure when the release date's going to be, but uh, he's in talks to play the role as a father. I actually, no disrespect to Will Smith as an actor, but come on. Ha, ha, he looks nothing like him. <laughs> he looks nothing like him. I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, what the hell? Will, oh you know what? Gosh. Will Smith needs a hitman. He does, he, he does. I, 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 I think, think Ronnie's due his way, but not this. I mean, Terry Crews, even he he looks the part. Terry Crews, man. Terry Crews, man, he's big. He's got the complexion right as well, but Will Smith is much lighter than Williams' dad. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Oh, come on, Matt. I know. I, I, I don't get it. But I mean, look, let's let's wait and see what happens. And any more yeah. information on this, we'll definitely let you know about it. Oh, for sure, but for what, sure. Okay. Here's another character that I want to find out about now. Our guy, Idris Elba, who's a Londoner. He made, um, he was, he made his directorial debut last year in, 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 in yeah, Yardi. In Yardies, fuck yes. shit. Sorry, yeah. So you made his directorial directorial debut in Yardi. What is he up to? So uh, Idris is in talks to replace Will Smith. <laughs> Will, Will Smith not having a good year. To replace Will Smith as Deadshot in the now helmed uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad Two. Uh, well, now helmed by uh, James Gunn. James so Gunn, yeah. James Gunn's looking to make some changes, man. You know, he's looking to shake shake things up and reinvigorate the Suicide franchise, Suicide Squad yeah. franchise. So, yeah, I mean, Idris Elba is a accomplished, respected and, you know, well-lauded actor. And he's, you know, in, in, in any franchise, he'll be a, a great addition. I can see him being dead shot. I can see him having the, the prowess and the... You know the the gruffness exactly. You know, and just the 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 determination and and deadliness that's required. So yeah, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna play a baddie in the new uh, the new Fast and Furious uh, spinoff Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Hobbs and Shaw. He he played a baddie in uh, in Star Trek Three, the one that was quite shit actually. I didn't like it, but you know, Deadshot is like an anti-hero. He's you know he does bad things, but he's got like a good intention sometimes yeah. anyway but sometimes, yeah let's see what yeah. happens let's see what happens let's, with that let's one. see what happens and keeping it with the suicide squad 2 news so tell us about the roster of characters that they're going to be bringing to the big screen Woo-hoo! 
So yeah, so oh my gosh, there's going to be quite a few uh, new characters, or I guess characters in general. Some 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 of them have been uh, sworn to secrecy, so even we don't have the names of every single character. But sure. obviously, you're going to have the return of you know Deadshot, as we mentioned. Margot Robbie is going to reprise her role as Harley Quinn, uh, and we're going to have well. The addition that I want to talk about today is King Shark, basically. This is mad. This is <laughs> King mad. Shark. And <laughs> the funny King thing is, Shark, actually, man. yeah, go ahead. No, no, but I'm just—it's just like what a character. Now, King Shark's a, he's been appearing on the uh, small screen on the yeah. Flash, yes. and you know there's been a couple of episodes, and he was in one just recently. So the fact that we're going to get to see him—I mean, he's an—it's an oddball character, and it's like how do you bring this thing to the big screen? But if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be James Gunn. It's going to be James Gunn. He's—he's a—he's a—he's a genius when it comes to bringing unknown sideline characters to the big screen and making them household names it's the funny uh fact is that king shark was supposed to be in the first one but instead we got the uh croc the croc guy yeah that's it because i think they were, were worried about how king shark would translate to screen and uh you know james gunn isn't worried about that translation he'll translate that as he sees fit, he just exactly. brought to screen a talking raccoon and a tree, and everyone <laughs> and loves them now. So <laughs> a shark ain't a shark ain't gonna be nothing. So let's see listen, what happens. Listen, we are Groot, man. We love Groot. Groot's yeah. a this is, you know, he doesn't say jack shit, but like you know what, he's just amazing. Um, yes. Okay, so that so keeping it kind of with the whole Suicide Squad thing, or or at least with with the, the Harley Quinn character, tell us about Birds of Prey. What is going on? with that film yes birds of prey and i must say anytime we talk about birds of prey we have to talk about it in the full context of what it is the full title birds of Throw. prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn <laughs> full stop <laughs> <laughs> so so the set photos have revealed they are they, they, you know they're they're rocking with this one it is it is a go and they are filming uh, from what I've heard so far, my little birdies <laughs> have told me <laughs> that uh, the filming process is going according to plan and there's some great shots being being taken. Also, uh, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask has been seen on set. Uh, what he's been doing on set, don't know yet, but he's at, at least he's turned up on set, which means, yep, he's going to be in the film. <laughs> yep. uh, but he's, yeah, he's going to be the sort of main villain in the uh, Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn's film. <laughs> wow. And do we know, can we give our listeners a due date on that? When is it coming out? Yes, we can. The due date is, I think it's going to be Valentine's Day next year, isn't it? It's a nice uh, Valentine's Day film. February the 7th, 2020. So just a okay. week before Valentine's, yeah. Now, do you think that we'll get to see maybe a snippet or maybe a little bit of the Joker in this? Uh, well, do you know what? That's a really good question. I'm glad you asked it. And I, I, from what I've heard, the Joker, the uh, Jared Leto Joker, yeah, is not going to be a part of it. From what I understand, mm. yeah, he's not going to be a part of it. And so, what? He, that was it for him. He just did the Suicide Squad for, like, well, he, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be it. Full stop. Just maybe a comma. And uh, just a whole bunch of spaces. We just don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know? Okay. Uh, but yeah, I don't think the chapter is fully closed. But the way DC are, you know, operating at the moment, who knows? I mean, 
one minute yeah. Ben Affleck was Batman, next minute he's not. Exactly. You know, well, we, just, we're going to speak about that. Know. I want to speak. I want to speak about that with you. Okay. So just just park that one for a moment. But sure. what I want us to kind of quickly speak about is a, a character who I'm really really eager to see on the big screen, and this is Morbius, the Living Vampire, which Ooh. is going full steam ahead. We've got um, uh, set photos. We've got um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Jared Leto again. Yep. He's posted. He he tweeted um, a couple of pictures on his uh, on his Twitter. So if you if you want to see what's going on, follow him, and you can see a couple of set photos on there. But this is t- shaping up to be really great. And tell us who else is joining that cast. Yeah. So I was just uh, my my little birdies. My little birdies have just told me that uh, Tyrese is set to join uh, Fresh Morbius. Off. Fresh off uh, Fast and Furious. Fresh off Fast and Furious, yes. So he's set to join. I'm not sure what his role is going to be, uh, but yeah, they're looking to get some stars uh, in involved in in in, in Michael Morbius, the Living Vampire. And I think yeah, I think Tyrese is going to be a good addition. We've not seen him do anything, uh, I guess, that diverse because he's been really stuck with the Fast and Furious uh, project for quite a while. But uh, I think yeah. you know, before that, he was. He was a you know a singer uh, and an actor. He, you know he's he's released Modern. some albums. You know he's a really good singer, accomplished singer. Uh, and you know I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he at some point uh, you know maybe stars in some sort of biopic of uh, a singer. Who knows? Mm. Uh, so let's yeah, hope so we'll it's R. Kelly. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't okay. think I don't think he's in any position to be getting a, a biopic. Uh, exactly. I don't know, think produced. anything anybody wants to touch anything to do with R. Kelly at the moment. No, but, no. Um, all right, here's one that here's something that I want to speak about. Uh, remind me again. Oh, sorry. Remind our listeners again. Who is Emma Watson? It's elementary, my dear Watson. Uh, she's not related to Watson of uh, Sherlock Holmes fame. Sherlock Holmes, Emma Watson. Right? was in well i guess she blasted to everyone's screens in harry potter yeah. and i said harry potter not harry potter yeah exactly. harry potter yeah potter, that's how we do it in <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly harry potter harry so potter, uh, i've never seen harry potter so i'm sure people when people see me on the street they're gonna just you know stone me for that but i don't care uh but yeah so she's an accomplished actress as well she's uh she was i think last or most well not last thing but Quite recently, she came up in the Beauty and the Beast uh, Disney adaptation, yeah. uh, and it, it done really well. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, you know, she's basically going to be, or she's in talks to star in a leading role in Marvel's Black Widow movie, which actually is mm. starting filming imminently. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I mean, she's a great. She's a great actor. I. I and I hope she's she's on board on this. And, you know, you mentioned like, you know, obviously she was in Disney film. Um, I never saw, I never saw Beauty and the Beast, but what I did see was her film before that, which was called The Colony. Did you ever see this? Oh, is that a, is that a film or series? It's a, it's a film. It's called, it's it's on Netflix. It's called The Colony. And I had to watch it because it's a film set is in it Chile. Is Fishburne? No, no, okay, no. Okay, mixed up. Yeah, so I watched the film and the reason why I watched it is because of this. It took 16 pounds, sorry, mm. 60 pounds at the UK box office. Are you serious? 
bro, it was a disaster. So I had to watch this film, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty poor. But um, yeah. So, but but what is listen? What does the box office know? What you know? Who cares? What does it know? It just it just it's just an indication of how many people have seen the film and how many people like it, and an indication exactly. of. If no one pays for the film, no one likes it. All right. Okay. So remind me again, what is Heli, he, Heli, uh, Hello Kitty? Hello Kitty is a... Or, or Hello Kitty. <laughs> yeah. Hello, <laughs> hello Kitty. Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's like a, uh, it's like a, I think it came from Japan, but it's like a, Oh, I don't know. It's like an accessory type thing, isn't it? Like a little Hello Kitty bag, little Hello Kitty accessories and stuff like okay. that. And from, from I don't know, from a young age, I always saw people with Hello Kitty merchandise. And it's, I think it's also a cartoon or anime, something like that. But basically, Hello Kitty is <laughs> reportedly, <laughs> there's a movie, Hello Kitty, in the works. Oh, uh, with, you know, with, so we've got a new line cinema to thank for that one. Uh, but yeah, it seems like people are turning anything into movies. You've got Sonic the Hedgehog coming out, you've got Pokemon coming out, and Hello Kitty wants a piece of the pie too. So Exactly. And and, just... and and we also dropped news of Minecraft, didn't we? Is, isn't that coming out yeah, as well? Yeah, we did. Yeah, Minecraft is in the making as well. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Anything goes. Anything goes. Well, let's hope uh, this is going to have uh, superheroes in it. Well, Hello Kitty? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I ain't got a clue what's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how the heck are they going to make it? I hope, do you know what? I hope it's like an animated movie. I, 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 don't, I don't need to see humans in there. With like, swords. Live action. With swords yeah, and like oh, no, blood no. and like, you know, no, all that no, manga no. stuff. If that happens, I'm, I'm first in line to watch it. And <laughs> I'll make sure alone that my uh, that the UK box office will see £60 of my money go into that one. <laughs> All right, listen, here's a film that I really badly want to see. Right, okay, so this film has been in the making, I think, for a lot of people have asked for this film for years and years and years and years, since 1992, all right? And yep. instead, what we got was, we got uh, a part three, which was derided, a part four, which I can't even remember it, and I'm talking about the Terminator franchise. So what's happening here is, um, what's his name? Who's, I'm who's the Right. Okay. Oh, James, James Cameron. James, James, James Cameron. James okay, Cameron yeah. He the, the rights came back to James Cameron. He was like, "Look, you guys have fucked this franchise up so much. I'm going to executive produce it. I'm going to make it amazing, and it's going to have Linda Hamilton. She's going to be back. It's going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's all I know for now. But yeah. what else can you tell me? Yeah, I mean, what you're saying is totally right, and I think uh, about the requests that the the masses made since 1992, uh, Judgment Day, uh, have come to fruition because this film is ignoring everything in between. So all the, uh, you know, I guess the, the the not so great movies that were made in between are going to be ignored in the timeline. They do not exist. So they've been, uh, you know, men in black, flashy, lighty themed, basically. Uh, and... Yeah, so this film is out. It's out this year, isn't it? Later on this year, uh, and the budget is reportedly between one hundred and sixty million and two hundred million to bring Say this to what? our to our screens. Exactly. Uh, 
so yeah, it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna happen, and it's gonna be expensive. It's gonna be done by James Cameron, so it's got it's got its uh, guarantees there. So hopefully, hopefully it will work out okay. But, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, in case you weren't aware, the title of the film is Terminator: Dark Fate. Mm. Okay, that is that's a great title, Dark Fate. That is that is. That is deep, yeah. That is exactly. deep. Uh, dark and it's fate. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So a film we've mentioned, we've mentioned this film a few times on the show, and uh, especially like, you know, the actor who was in, in this Crazy Rich Asians is done really, really well at the box office. And I'm talking about the US box office. It did really well abroad as well in Asia. And they've decided now to make parts two and three and which is brilliant because probably you know what that's what was going to happen but they're doing it back to back tell us about this yeah it's going to be i mean i i still haven't seen part one so that's my bad but yeah they are literally making uh part two and three back to back because i think the uh the success of part one was just so great that you know they they want to make it even greater, doubly greater. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out exactly how good. Maybe it might be a bit of a, you know, it might be a bit of an an, an Asian overload. You know, having I know. Two, I've experienced an Asian overload. You know, Mike's in, in my. <laughs> well, well, there's, a, there's an Asian overload right now. You're talking to one. Exactly. Like, like, but hang on a second. Hang on a second. You know what, right? This is this is interesting because I was reading an article. Marvel want to do something really interesting. You know, like with Black Panther, right? You know, it was a massive, yeah. massive, massive, massive yes. uh, a box yes. office hit. Yeah. Critically, the crowds loved it. But not only that, we should also mention the fact that it won Oscars. So Marvel yes. are kind of like, kind of like years ahead of DC in terms yeah. of actually being the, getting the recognition. But there's talk of them bringing um, uh, Fu Manchu, the character, uh, his son, I've forgotten what it is, but it's Fu Manchu, his son, who is... Fu Manchu? Uh, his son is a Marvel okay. character and he's a superhero. Oh, yes, yes, um, I remember. Yes. yes. Uh, for the life of me, is it Shang? Is it, no, is it Shang? Something like that, yeah. But if, yeah, I think you're right. And they're, they're supposed to be bringing that, that character into into the MCU. And I think the guy from Crazy Rich Asians. Exactly. I think he could probably play that, that person. He's, 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 he's mass. He's, 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 he's successful. He's popular. He looks the part. I'm sure he can bulk up and, you know, I'm sure they can make him kick ass as well. So yeah. Bulk up like you. (laughs) Past me, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Here's something that I want to quickly mention. And I say, I've got a sigh of breath. I'm taking a sigh of breath here because it's strange, right? So news came out just recently that the uh, DC Extended Universe is ending and they're kind of, or maybe not maybe not ending, but they, they've kind of taken a step back. They realized that they they messed up with the Justice League. They've messed up mm. with, obviously, Ben Affleck. He's not going to be the Batman. He just kind of said to to everyone, look, you know what? I can't do this role anymore. I want to give it to someone else. And now my little birdies are saying that DCEU is kind of taking a break at the moment. They're going to focus in on singular, like uh, solo films like Aquaman, which is a massive hit. Obviously Wonder Woman, a huge hit. 
Shazam is coming out. Uh, the Flash, mm. it, they're, they're working on the Flash, and they've got kind of obviously Birds of Prey. So they, I think they're working on this model where they've got these singular movies. They they make shitloads of money at the box office, and then maybe in the future, they could have some sort of connected universe. But right now they are basically saying that you won't get to see like Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman kind of like together. Uh, you might get one or two characters joining up. Uh, Ezra Miller, who is going to be the Flash, he recently was at uh, some sort of comic event and he turned around and said, look, they're taking a back step and they're going to concentrate on doing solo, making solo movies, which may work out better for them in the end. And, and just to tag onto that, the first reviews of uh, Shazam have come out and it is looking really, really positive. I mean, what are your thoughts it ending? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit sad that they have to, you know, pull the plug on something that was, uh, I guess, in a way, promised. You know, they, 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 they promised us a sort of Marvel Cinematic Universe type, you know, uh, universe i guess in their own dceu and i think yeah i think it's a bit of a but I'm, I'm a little bit sad but at the same time i'm happy that they've recognized what they're good at they've recognized their strengths and their weaknesses and they're not trying to copy something just because just because of that you know and they're doing what is what is what is right for them and yeah i don't mind uh if they can't all get together like the avengers but it'd be nice to see <clears throat> some sort of crossover now and again uh, but then, the, the you know, DC is different. I don't expect it much from DC these days because they've let me down in the past. <laughs> so so my expectations are always quite low. So I tend to now enjoy their films because it's just like whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. If, if, DCE, if the DCEU has to end for DC to be better, then let it, so let, let it, let it be, you know? Exactly. And if you've got what people... What may die, might never end. Oh, what may die... No, what dies might never end. Oh, yeah, gosh. That, that, that the uh, like House Greyjoy says, "What the, what, yeah. what dies will what dies will never be." What, what do they say? What 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 is dead may never die. That's may, it. May never die. That's it. Yeah. But look, but look, I mean, come on. If we're talking about Greyjoy, look what happened to him. Reek, <laughs> fucking reek, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So okay, keeping it with DC. Now I'm a. I wasn't, but I am right now. I wasn't a fan of the Arrow. But I tell you one thing, I got into the Arrow maybe when it was on season three and I was like, how the F did I miss the Arrow? It, maybe it was just because I, I really liked the Flash and then I was like, look, I'm just going to watch, keep watching the Flash and I didn't have time to watch the Arrow. So yeah. big, big fan of Arrow. It's dark, it's broody, it's got loads of kind of like crossovers like, you know, uh, Flashpoint. Sorry, not Flash. Yeah, Flashpoint and uh, the yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths and stuff like that. So really good, whole host of characters. However, I'm sad to report that next season is going to be the last season of Arrow. Yeah, you know what? I, I actually think that's a good thing. They're going out on a bang. Yeah, yeah. Because I've, I've been watching Arrow since since uh, I, I didn't watch it when it first came out. I watched it. I think I began when. It was on season two, I think, and I've been watching it ever since. I'm, I'm up to date pretty well. I'm a few episodes behind, but I'm kind of up to date with what's going on with Arrow, with all of the Arrowverse DC shows. And I think Arrow is actually it's beginning to go a little bit down. Right. So right. I think that it's best if they end on their own terms rather than sure. end on a real low. 
So I'm, I'm actually happy. I, I, I saw this coming. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that surprised, actually. I think they should end it. And then maybe now and again, a few of those characters can, you know, have a cameo and maybe show up in The Flash or... Or whatever you know, but yeah, yeah. I think I think it's time to, it's time to end. Yeah, okay. of course. All right, okay. Uh, and again, with kind of the small screen. Now, this 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 documentary film came out. It aired on uh, HBO in the US on the third and yeah. fourth um, of March, and in the UK it aired on the sixth, the fifth, or the sixth, or the sixth, or the seventh of March. And I'm talking about Leaving Neverland, which is the the Michael Jackson documentary that is just causing the, like heat all across media and there's so much stuff going on in the news about this documentary people are shocked people are you know michael jackson's fans are saying no like you know how can how can a documentary film be made like this i've read uh articles people have written basically essays on like debunking um the two guys uh the two yeah. um uh, the, the 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 main uh, people from the documentary like saying yeah. that this couldn't have happened and that couldn't have happened etc 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 but now it's to the point where simpsons the producers of the simpsons they have withdrawn the michael jackson episode boom oh my gosh oh, wow okay so, yeah so i mean come on this is like this is pretty big news and i mean i don't know what you're taking it have you seen the documentary deval i've seen part of the first one uh, and yeah, it's, it's it's a really tough one. These these, I mean, the R. Kelly documentary was produced or came out on the same channel, HBO, uh, a few weeks ago, a month ago, and that caused similar controversy. Now he's been arrested. Uh, the, the difference is he's alive to you know face his allegations. Sure, Michael Jackson isn't. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, there's so many there's so many questions. There's so many. I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it myself. Uh, if it if it if it is true, then he needs to face. Well, I guess he can't face justice now, can he? Yeah. But uh, if it's not true, then I, I I don't know. It's it's a tough one. But the show is causing a lot of debate. Uh, the bottom line is that sort of thing is just wrong beyond all wrongs, you know. Yeah. And uh, not just I don't. From what I saw, if it's true, not just he's wrong. The parents of the child of the children were enabling this by letting yeah. their children go there. I don't care. I mean, the, 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 one of the mums was talking, and she, she, she was saying how much she loved the treatment. She'll stay in these top hotels, and they'll get a helicopter or a private plane come to pick them up. And she loved the whole treatment. What was your kid doing with a grown man? Because yeah. because he loved the treatment, you ignored it. Yeah, because it's MJ. Exactly. And then the, the staff around him. So if this is true, there's so many people that are, that are just, you know, that are guilty, in my opinion. But I guess we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll I guess, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we'll never know. We'll, we'll, we'll never know. And I, I can't wait to watch a documentary and I will watch it. And, yeah. and the thing is, it's like, I'm such a big fan of Michael Jackson, like his old tunes yeah. are absolute classics. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, shit, man. It's like, ah, oh, you know, one of your fans, yeah. one of your heroes. If, and, if, if you like his music, I'll, I'll say to you, if you like his music, don't even watch a documentary. Because if, <laughs> if you watch it, I've not seen it all, so I've got to finish it. So maybe my opinion might change, but... I mean, yeah, if you really like his music, don't watch it because yeah. I think if you watch it all, it may just make you think, oh, I can't listen to this guy yeah. anymore. I might just have to beat it then. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> okay. Right, listen, we got to say happy birthday to one of my favourite, favourite characters in pop culture, in whatever you want to call it, in media. This person, he's old. 
He's strong. He works mainly night shifts. He's really, <laughs> really rich. And you could call him like a bit of a playboy. But uh, I just want to say happy birthday, Batman. You're 80 years old, you old bastard. 80. Wow. Yeah. So this March, well, I think March the 16th or something like that, uh, Batman, uh, written by Bob, uh, Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Mm. I mean, sorry, sure, I yeah. should say created uh, uh, Will Finger or Bob Kane and Will Finger. They created Batman 80 years ago. And this character has just gone on to keep giving and giving and giving. And in my eyes, he was obviously, they gave us the Batman trilogy, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, which I'm a huge fan of. So thank you. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 80 years old. No wonder he moves quite slow, doesn't he now? <laughs> I kind of saw it in Justice League. He wasn't that mobile, was he? But now, now oh you've God. explained it. <laughs> yeah. So this, is why, this is why people are pissed off with the whole kind of like, you know, Justice League and, mm. you know, and I got to say ben, uh, ben Affleck was actually, he was actually good. I actually didn't mind Ben Affleck. I thought he was good. I thought he was a good Batman. Yeah, I think for for what they were looking for, they had to, the Batman had to change. They wanted an older, more you know, worn out, more uh, sort of tougher, kind of less forgiving Batman. And you know, I guess for what they asked for, he kind of gave them what he wanted, didn't he? Yeah. And now they're talking about getting a younger person so that they, yeah. that person can then play the character for like a good five, six years, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Exactly. All right. Okay. Now, I think we mentioned something about Shazam. Uh, the trailer yep. is out. Ladies and gentlemen, go out and watch the trailer. It's it's really, really funny. It's uh, got so many funny kind of bits in there. But like I mentioned before, the reviews are in and loads of people are liking the review. So I cannot wait for this one. Uh, have you seen the trailer, Deval? I've seen the trailer, yeah. And it does look fun. Like I said before, it's like a mixture between Big and Superman. And I think uh, this Shazam film won't take itself too seriously. I think there's there's going to be a lot of pop culture in there. It's, it's going to be quite meta. There's a lot of Game of Thrones uh, uh, sort of jokes thrown in. I think to a, a lot of TV shows these days, all, everyone talks about Game of Thrones. I know. And uh, yeah, I think it should be a fun ride. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, actually. I think it's the 5th of April, I think. Yeah. So next month, we have... Oh, man. What, I mean, we haven't even no, mentioned month Endgame, is, man. Oh, God. Oh. Game, Game, of Game of Thrones. I mean, oh, oh. Yeah. Next month is is. Oh, I, I can't even. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm gonna say is. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna walk gonna walk around with a t-shirt with oh. Oh. <laughs> on it in, in the whole month of April. Oh. Oh. Make me one as well. Uh, right. Okay. Now, um, are you a fan of Lord of the Rings? Yes, I am. And what did you I think? I just came back from Isengard last week, actually. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, Sauron? Yeah, I went to Isengard. How yeah, was, I saw how... Sidon, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, he caught me. I got a parking ticket because of Sauron, flipping, looking, looking all the time. Close your eyes, man. You shall yeah. not pass. <laughs> I love that. No, he said, I shall not pass. He gave me a parking ticket, Sauron, the bastard. <laughs> Close your eyes, look over there. Exactly. Fool of a took. That's that's when he makes a skeleton fall down the thing, isn't it? And then because of that, makes noise, and then they get like they get overrun by all those creatures. That guy's a twat. What a fool! What's that? Do you know what? If I ever do something really bad and someone says to me, "Fool of a took," I think I might start crying. You know, (laughs) 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 (
<laughs> I might start crying. Holy shit. But um okay. So so Lord of the Rings is like huge, like massive, massive, massive movies, like huge books, and they won Oscars. And Lord of the Rings is going to be back on the small screen. So Amazon Prime have got an exclusive on this. They are bringing a Lord of the Rings show to Amazon Prime. And just recently, Amazon, they tweeted a little uh, teaser with with an image of a map. And under the map was, welcome to the second age. Okay. Uh... And it's a map and it's all like... um, what was you mentioned some of the places Isengard and Rohan and uh, places like that? Rohan, Helm's Deep, Helm's Deep, man. The Battle of Helm's I love Deep. to go Helm's Deep. I love to go Helm's Deep. But I mean, according to before, you always go Helm's Deep every week. <laughs> Helm's Deep every week. Helm's Deep every week. <laughs> go check out uh, lord of the rings um if you haven't seen those movies the hobbit that i uh, okay you know what yeah we actually we skipped work once to watch uh, the hobbit didn't we? yeah we did the destination <laughs> we, of we watched it during work and that was like a three-hour film that was, that was a long lunch break oh, it was lovely. <laughs> a long lunch break. and um all right so if you haven't seen that go check it out and and just as a kind of side note on that um beast Nic- aka nicholas holt it mm. is he is gonna be starring in a new film, uh, and he plays J.R.R. Tolkien. Yes, yes. So which, which looks interesting. It does look interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of like a bit of a you know a bit of a biopic with fantasy mm. thrown in, and about the whole thing about him creating the you know Lord of the Rings world and everything. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Okay. So finally, I want you to f- finish off the movie news on some news about mm. us. All I'm going to say, I mean, we've been, we've been speaking about us for uh, quite a while. And uh, you know, the film directed and written, I think written as well, or co-written, but definitely directed by Jordan Peele, who brought us uh, uh, Get Out 2017. And uh, we posted the Us trailer on our Insta- on our not Instagram, on our YouTube, 130,000 views. Say Lots that of again. discussion. 130,000 views. Say that again. And lots... 130,000 views. Say it again. again. (laughs) A lot of discussion. And uh, the trailer looks great. Uh, But the first reactions are out. And I'm afraid to say that people have said that us is looking effing terrifying jeez jeez yes okay. so literally the people that have seen it have said it's effing terrifying they are like shit in a, in a good way <laughs> so all i can say is yeah that this film is shitting people up so that is so i'm really glad to hear that i'm really glad the only thing i could have topped it is if people walked out yeah, <laughs> if yeah. people walked out then i, I would love it even more <laughs> I love a good walkout. <laughs> Imagine that on the film poster. People are effing terrified of this film. Oh man. Imagine that. Oh, exactly. All right. Okay. So, so, uh, what we're doing now. Okay. Sorry. Box office top 10. Yep. 
And I'm just having a quick flick through this. Oh, oh my gosh. Number 10. Do you see what's still there? How the heck is that still there? Wow. 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 Okay. Number 10 is, this is shocking. This is shocking because it's only, it's only done like 2.6 million and it's still yeah. in there. But okay. Robin Hood, ladies and gentlemen, the legend that is Robin Hood, uh, you know, uh, Robin Hood and his merry men in the sh- sh- forest of Sherwood, Maid Marion. Uh, Robin Hood's up to no good, man. Exactly. Up to no good. No, it's, it's no good in the hood. Well. It's, it's, yeah. What is it? I mean, what are you going to say about Not this good film? In the hood. <laughs> Not good in the hood. Do you know what? I think, I think that's probably best left there. Exactly. Not good in the hood. Next. In the hood. <laughs> Number nine, Cold Pursuit. Now, Liam, this is Liam Neeson. Yeah. Now Liam Neeson was in the news not 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 too long ago, and yep. obviously a bit controversial some of the things that he said, but I think it's kind of, the you know I don't know was it was it a publicity stunt? I, I don't know I don't I, I don't think it was but I think it blew up uh, and became publicity. I'm not sure if the publicity has done the film any good because I mean it's number nine, it's done it's done one point three million, uh, and. Yeah, I don't think it's done any any favors, but I think it probably what he said about the uh, you know the attack on his friend and him wanting to react to that attack, uh, it's brought out a lot of discussion and it's divided uh, a lot of a lot of the public. So yeah, I, I just don't think it's done, it's done itself any favors. I haven't seen the film. I'm probably not going to go and see it, not because of what happened, but just because I just wasn't going to see it anyway. Yeah, no, no, totally, <laughs> so, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, okay, all right. So that's number nine. At number eight is the kid who would be king. Whoa! So this sounds uh, well. Sorry, not sounds. This is a kind of a, a new take on the Arthurian legend of the sword in the stone, King Arthur, and uh, the knights at the at the table. But it's set in modern day England. It's got a cast of yep. young characters, and I saw the trailer and I thought, oh, this looks interesting, but. Ladies and gents, please forgive me. I have not seen the movie. Neither have I, and you are forgiven. <laughs> so, if you have seen the film, the kid who will be king, drop us a line. It's taken three million at the box office, so you know it's probably on its way out. Uh, let us know what you think. Okay, now number seven. This is from James Cameron and from Robert Rodriguez, who brought us, ah. who brought us Sin City, which I'm a huge fan of. Yep. Uh, Machete, uh, Robert. Machete. Machete. He brought us that as well. So this is Alita Battle Angel, and I haven't seen this. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of these films I haven't seen just yet. So I've seen it. I've and, seen it. I've, and, yeah, I mean, I, I also my expectations were quite low, and it actually raised. It, it, it surpassed my expectations. It, it was actually quite an enjoyable film. I enjoyed it. the The action, the the special effects. I mean, even even though she's got the big eyes, I mean, it didn't really bother me that much, to be honest. And yeah, it was quite it was quite a good film. Christoph Waltz is in it, uh, and there's a, a cameo at the end of a surprise surprise person who's in the film that I won't say I won't spoil it but it's not a bad film actually yeah Machete, it's actually quite enjoyable Machete's in it no he's not is he no no no, 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 he? no he's not him <laughs> no. no no he's not him no 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 <laughs> that's a good film. 
No, well, he, yeah, he, I guess the, the, there's probably space. To, yeah, I think there was space for him to turn up, but he didn't. Okay. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, a, it's a good film. I'd I say watch it if you get a chance. All right, okay. Uh, now, sitting in at number six, it's taken uh, just 600,000. This film is called The Aftermath. Aftermath. So tell us about this one. I ain't, I ain't got a clue. Um, wow. <laughs> I've never heard of it Ladies until now. And okay, so I think it looks like that might have been a new entry. Um, so yeah. if, you, if you have seen the film, let us know what you think. We'd, be, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that one. Give us a review on Twitter or on mm. Instagram or reach out to us via email. Okay, yep. so now this next film, it, it was a bit controversial, this one, because it won the best picture at the Oscars just uh, yeah. a, a short while ago. And this is funny because when this film won, did you did you hear what happened uh, with Spike Lee? No. What happened? He, he walked out of the auditorium. Why? Because he was so pissed off. Pissed off at what? That the Green Book won for best film. Why? I don't understand. Why can't it win? All right. So there's, there's kind of like a lot of, there's a bit of controversy around this film. Number one, the, a lot of people have kind of associate this film with this being another one of those films where it's kind of like the white savior story where, you okay. know, yeah. So basically the film is about a, 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 a musician who's African-American exactly set in the uh, 50s and 60s yeah. but it's it's controversial because it's got this white figure played by uh, Aragon aka yeah, Viggo Mortensen exactly and he's the kind of he's this person in the movie which is seen to be the helping hand and the one to be this white savior type of a figure so there's oh, a lot of controversy okay. around this film okay. and also Spike Lee if you compare Green Book to something like Black Klansman oh my yeah. god like, like I haven't seen Green Book and I know for a fact that Black Klansman like deserved the Oscar more than that. I don't think mm. that he was pissed off because his film didn't win. He was just pissed off with the way that the whole voting system works. And, yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah. And then there's a, there's a clip of Jackson Bozeman as well. I don't know if you've seen this meme of him. He turns around to someone behind him and he's like, I can't believe that's just happened. So there's this lot of kind of things going on around oh, this movie. Okay, okay, okay. And, you know, our listeners, you know, they, they, they might disagree, they might agree. I don't know. Tell us what you think. Did this film deserve the Oscar? I don't know. Mm. I still ain't seen Green Book. I was meant to see it I've a few weeks it. ago. I never got a chance, but I will see it. It is a film that's on my list. Yeah. For sure. Sure. Okay, so that's number five. So at number four is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. And I haven't seen the third one. Um, no, I've seen the first one a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I've not seen the rest. Oh, yeah. uh, I seen the first I do, one. I do, I, you have okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I do. I train my dragon quite a bit. My dragon's quite obedient. <laughs> uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it spits fire when I don't want it to spit fire. But apart from that, you know, <laughs> it's, okay. we are talking about a dragon here, aren't we? Yeah. What kind of dragon are you talking about? <laughs> unleash the dragon. <laughs> Unle Do you remember that? Unleash the dragon. Yeah. Cisco, oh, was it? Cisco. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, no, I think, yeah, I mean, this is a, from what I've heard, it's a good film, but I've not seen it, but I probably will at some point. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Now, you mentioned this next film um, yeah. a while ago. You mentioned this film a while ago. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Rose. Rose. Ro 
not Rosemary. I think you're, you're going to say Rosemary Pike. It's not her. No, but it's uh, it's the it's the one that's an X X Men first class. Right. right. She plays uh, Moira McTaggart. Oh right. I forgot her name, but uh, but yeah, she's a good actress. She really, really she is. She's 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 Australian. She's Australian. Yeah. Oh, I always thought she was like English or something. Yeah, she, yeah, she's Australian. Oh, uh, they're okay. really good at oh, okay. they're really good at doing their British accents. Actually, Australians. They're Mar- good at all accents, you know. Mar- Australians. Mar- I only found out yesterday that. Uh, ben Mendelsohn was Australian. I yes. didn't know. Yes, and do you remember him? I had no idea. Do you remember him in Start Up? No, I still ain't seen it. Oh man, you gotta watch it. I know, I know. Seriously. I've got it. I still ain't seen it. Watch I know. It. Seriously. All right. Okay. So that's this is Instant Family. Uh, Eight million at yeah. the box office. It's not bad. Yeah, it's good. It's got a good premise. Yeah. So uh, Mark Wahlberg and. Uh, this Australian act- actress, whose name we forgot, uh, they uh, want to adopt children. Uh, they end up adopting uh, a Latino uh, family, well, a, a Latino children. Uh, and I think there's a there's a bit of a culture like divide between them, and they get to bring up their kids. I think they're d- different ages. I think there's a teenager, uh, a preteen, and a small young one. And uh, it's about the, how they integrate into i guess you know the family uh and uh i guess learning off each other and as well as that i guess not, not just the cultural differences but i guess teenagers in general and kids in general that are going to be difficult yeah and parents are trying to understand the kids even if they're your own kids and you've had them from birth it's, it's i'm sure it's, it's hard enough but when you bring in kids that are already sort of ready-made and you have to you know i guess tether yourselves to them it's going to be difficult so yeah it's uh it's an interesting concept but i do want to see it i think it's it's, it's a comedy so it's not going to be too, too too heavy but yeah i think it should be should be good all right okay cool hopefully we can watch that one now number two yeah. is the lego movie part two mm. and you know what 15 million is you know hitting on 16 million i'm sure it's going to do a lot more now um the Lego movies and the creators behind the Lego movies, they, they've done some really great stuff. Um, they did a Batman one as well, which was really good. And yeah. I mean, I haven't seen this. Uh, have you seen it? I've not seen uh, the first one or this one, but I, from what I heard, it's, it's quite good. I think uh, Chris Pratt is uh, one of the main stars in, in both Lego movies and it's got good reviews, actually. It's actually got really good reviews. So I think it's one that I probably should watch at some point. Yeah, 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 me too, definitely. So that's Lego Movie at number two. And the UK's box office number one film is Fighting With My Family. Now, you spoke about this uh, a while ago. And yeah. You mentioned the fact that this is executive produced by The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. This this guy, he's, he's all over the place, isn't he? He's doing so many things at the moment. It's just unbelievable. So he lent his he- name to this. He's actually in the film as well. It's directed by Stephen Merchant, who people will know from, uh, especially here in the UK, from Extras and The Office, co- yep. co- co-writer and director. He's, he's really funny. And I so badly want to see this film. I've read some reviews and it's supposed to be really, really good. And it's got a Lannister in it. Yes, yeah, Cersei Lannister. I, I, I've actually seen the film. It's really good. Okay, good. I actually, I really enjoyed it. I'm not even going to... I can't even lie. I can't hype it up too much. I can't, you know, it's actually a really good film from start to finish. And it tells a story of uh, a young uh, uh, girl from Norwich uh, in the UK. And she's an aspiring wrestler. Well, to be honest, at first she wasn't. Her family are a family of wrestlers. Her big brother, her mum and dad, always been in- involved in wrestling. 
they want to get her involved. At first, she's a bit reluctant. Then she gets involved and she never looks back. She wrestles with her heart. Uh, and her and her brother go for an audition uh, for WWE. Uh, only she gets through for the training. So she gets flown to America. And uh, long story short, obviously, she has to work her way through the ranks and she has challenges and, you know, it's, uh, it's a really good story. But the actual real wrestler in real life is called Paige. So she's from uh, from Norwich and she because she, she became the youngest ever uh, Divas champion in WWE history. Wow. And the film is really good. It's, it's like a, it's a drama, but got comedy in it as well. Cersei Lannister, otherwise known as uh, Lena Headey, she plays the mum. And uh, Nick Frost is the dad. And it's a really, really clever film. Really funny. Uh, it, it, it pulls you in in some moments and it's really funny in other moments. But yeah, I actually liked it. I couldn't. I can't say a bad thing about it. I'll give it a good eight. All right. not, I know I'm not reviewing yeah, it, but um, I'll give it a good eight. Yeah, it was a good film. And, and The Rock the rock comes in it. He, he's in it as himself. Okay. So he's, he's not in it a lot, but he's in it just a bit. But he's, he's yeah, he's The Rock. When he, He's the most electrifying person in all entertainment, as we know. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's amazing. So when he shows up, yeah, when he shows up, you got to listen. He's good. So, yeah. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your, your box office. Uh, let us know what you think. If you've seen some of those films, if you haven't, just just drop us a line. Give us a thumbs up. Communicate with us. You know, it's good to talk. Right. Okay. So, now, out this week or out this month on Blu-ray, what do we have? Yes. So, we've got uh, three films uh, out this week, actually. And uh, the first one is The Grinch. Uh, which uh, I, I know you haven't seen. I, I haven't definitely seen. Definitely haven't seen. <laughs> uh, the next one coming out this week is <laughs> I don't know why it's in Waterloo. It's actually meant to be Peterloo. <laughs> <laughs> Auto correct just changed it up. Mm. I was trying to write Peterloo, and Waterloo just came out. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Peterloo. <laughs> yeah, it's based on a which, uh, based on a true story. Yeah, it is based on a true story, but true, I've not seen it. <laughs> true, true or not. That is true. Um, that is true. And then the one that I have seen on the list yes. is Overlord. Uh, yeah, which I really liked. J.J. Abrams, yeah. So really good film, actually. I really enjoyed it. We, we reviewed it back in November, I think, when it came out. That's right. And uh, yeah, good film. So I would say if you can get if you can catch that on download or Blu-ray, yeah, give it a watch. Absolutely. Right, okay, now... New on streaming, uh, well, this week we're gonna, we've got a lot of focusing on on the trailers and, you know, have, th yeah. there's a reason because these are big, 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 big trailers, right? Yeah, and the yeah. first one that we're going to speak about, so ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't noticed over the last, you know, week or so, Game of Thrones, the makers of Game of Thrones, they've released the trailer, go out, check it out, get it on YouTube, oh. wherever you want to go get oh. it. Uh, watch it because of several things watch it because it's been a while since we've seen game of thrones and number two watch it because it's going to be the final season of game of thrones and number three watch it because it's fucking game of thrones it's like oh my god i cannot <laughs> wait to just watch this to tie, see how they tie everything up who survives who dies you know who gets to sit on the iron throne is it going to be <sighs> you know what um you know what? i'm hoping or not hoping sorry but i think it could be gendry do you reckon he's, he's an outsider Ooh. he's like you know he's yeah. he's got royal blood he has, yeah. Technically, he, 
yeah, he has got royal blood, and technically he is uh, like sort of kind of well, yeah, next in line, I think, isn't it? Because a lot of the other Baratheons, uh, spoilers, but a lot of the Baratheons aren't aren't around, uh, and yeah, he's he's a survivor, isn't he? Exactly. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. But in the trailer, what yeah. what, what can you tell our listeners about the about the trailer? Oh, the trailer is looking crazy. I mean, you got. Uh, a lot, of, a lot. You got a lot from the trailer in uh, in the north. So the Khaleesi and her, her unsullied, and uh, I think the second sons. I think they're in the north now, and the dragons have, have appeared in the north. Uh, Arya Stark and Sansa have seen the dragons for the first time. So you know everything is gearing towards the battle of, of I guess the battle for life. Yeah. You know, human the, the the living against the dead, and uh, obviously Cersei still wants to. She's got her motivations Scheming. and she's down there with her. Yeah, I think she's actually, she has a contract with the, the, the golden, what are they called again? The golden. Oh, you know, remember, you were in Greyjoy. Uh, the, yeah, Greyjoy's uncle. No, no, not them. He, she's got a contract with them, but also the, the golden, the, the, the golden. The, oh. The golden something. Yes. And, and they're, they're basically like, they're sell swords, but. They're the ones that if if you have a contract with them, they never break the contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're they're basically like a, like a top 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 elite fighters. They all wear gold. So I mean, it's not it's not really you know it's not a surprise that a Lannister is going to go. That's called Golden Army. No, the gold, Golden Company. That's it. Gold Company. They're called. And uh, it's not a surprise that a Lannister who also likes gold and all that, and you know, is going to have a contract with the Gold Company. They're very expensive. <laughs> Uh, so they think there's an image of them on the, on a boat uh, heading towards King's Landing, I believe. But yeah, it's, it's this this trailer. Oh, it, 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 I can't even speak. I, know, I, I just can't wait. I know. I can't I wait. I just can't wait. I'm doing. Um, I'm starting back. I'm watching obviously the last season, but I just want to watch. Just okay. kind of get back into it again, and just to kind of watch yeah Game of Thrones and get back into that oh. whole thing because oh. it's going to be amazing. I'm on season five. I've already started oh, from the beginning. Gosh, man! Seriously, I'm on season five. I'm literally stealing any time I can to watch Game of oh. Thrones, and I'm probably going to finish it before the end of before the end of March. Yeah. Sorry, do we know? So good. Is, it, is it the 16th of April that it's out? I think yeah, mid April, fifteenth, sixteenth, something like that. But yeah, it's mid April. Yeah, and uh, so yeah. and just to put this in context, so Game of Thrones, fifteenth, sixteenth of April, and then Avengers Endgame. That's the twenty sixth of April. Yeah, I believe 26th, yeah, or 25th, midnight of, of that evening. Two major events happening, ladies and gentlemen, and they're happening next month. Oh, my gosh. All right, okay, next trailer. Just... Uh, next trailer that we're going to speak about is the Shazam trailer. Yeah, we kind of talked about, a bit about it earlier on, and uh, this trailer showed us quite a lot more. It showed us, uh, you know, obviously him going into the subway and... And uh, seeing uh, Jumon Honsu's character, he's you know, an old, an old man, and he's everywhere. He's in, he's in Aquaman. He's in, he's in uh, Guardians. Uh, Guardians. He's in Captain Marvel, which we'll talk about later. He's everywhere. Uh, but yeah, so it shows a bit more about him getting his powers, him, his relationship with the, the other orphans in the the orphanage, uh, his fights with uh, Doctor Savannah. Uh, Played by uh, something strong. What's his name? Something strong. Mark Strong. Uh, Mark Strong. That's the one. Uh, and it just shows a bit more of his character, really. And uh, it's looking really funny. It is. It's looking like a comedy superhero film. 
and uh, Shazam, Shazam's a deep character. I mean, do you know about Shazam's actual, like, what Shazam means? No, tell me about it. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know, do you know what? I've opened my big mouth. Can I even remember? But it, Shazam's an acronym. Oh. <laughs> it's an acronym for, so S stands for, uh, I think it's the Wisdom of Solomon. Uh, H is the Strength of Hercules. A is for the... Uh, Something of Argos. Oh. Uh, Z is for Zara. Uh, the lightning, no, the lightning of Zeus. A is for I think the courage or wisdom of Athena. I think, and M is for Marks and Spencers. Because <laughs> you said Argos. That's true. And I then I said Zara. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? That's actually brilliant. That that is, I never. Yeah, it's all these these like those Greek kind of gods and all that, that, that which links to brilliant. Wonder Woman. Yeah, so that's all those all those uh, each letter. So his powers derive from that. So he'll he'll be able to call upon different powers depending on who we're talking about. So he's very very skilled. So imagine <laughs> imagine all that power in the mm-hmm. the mind of a 15, 16 year old. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so this is going to be really interesting. And like I said before, from some of the reviews that I've read, people are loving it, it's positive. And this could be the kind of the um, the framework for uh, DC. You know, mm. do these solo yeah. movies, you know, make them yeah. really good. And then possibly later on in the next three or four years, then maybe start thinking about Link Up. Because at the moment, yeah, these solo films are working. Just keep it like that. Exactly. Set your foundations before you start building your house, you know. God, philosophical as well you are, Deval. <laughs> I just had to, you know, call upon the, the wisdom of Athena there. So <laughs> I have got an A in my name, so I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> You've got two, so you should exactly. be more smart than me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. So uh, yeah, the next trailer is Hellboy, yes. uh, which... Uh, came out and I showed, I showed us a bit more about Hellboy's, yeah, just Hellboy's uh, team uh, and where he came from, uh, who he's fighting against, which is uh, Mila Jojovic's character. And this one, is, again, has got a bit of the uh, Excalibur sort of roots to it. I think there's some sort of a Excalibur uh, connection there with his, uh, his past. Uh, but yes, it's looking like a, an interesting film, actually. And it's going to be a bit more hardcore, like we said. The trailer, there's a Red Band trailer floating around at the moment, which is probably good to see. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a bit hardcore, which I'm actually quite happy about yeah. because sometimes these uh, comic book films are a bit light because they want to capture the whole audience. But, you know, Hellboy, in its name, Hellboy, coming from hell. Come on, come man. on. Can't it's got to be dark. Be come on, exactly. So hopefully exactly. hopefully it's rated R or 18 or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it's got some bite, you know. It's, it's, yeah. I hope I want it to have a bit of kick, you know, something like, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting that. And yeah, so, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be really, really good. So I can't wait for this one. Right. So ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. if you haven't seen those trailers, go check them out. And um, check them out. Just just before we go to the next uh, uh, section, just wanted to quickly mention uh, one thing that's out on Netflix this week. We spoke about it a few weeks ago. Uh, it's called Triple Frontier. And it's the one with Ben Affleck. Yes. It's got uh, Omar, what's his name? The one that played Apocalypse. Isaacs. Uh, I, I, Omar Isaacs or Isaacs Omar? 
one of them. <laughs> it's got Oberyn Martel, yes. otherwise known as Pedro Pascal. <laughs> it's got uh, uh, Liam Cunham, the one that's in, uh, he was in Sons of Anarchy. I can't remember yes, his name. Yes, uh, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam, that's the one. Uh, so he's got a real all-star cast and uh, it's led by Ben Affleck. They're the team of uh, soldiers that have now, you know, they've basically retired and they're, they're poor. So now, so they, they do a big job to, you know, take money from the cartel and uh, the cartel that they take the money from are on a triple border. So I think it's, I think it's, I think it's Uruguay, uh, Brazil and another, another country in South America. Argentina. And uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe, yeah. And uh, basically, yeah, so it's a triple threat. So they're going to be getting hit from all angles. So this is coming out on the 13th of March. On Netflix. So on Netflix, so watch it. It's going to be real good. It is going to be real good. And it just kind of, because I remember when you mentioned this, I thought this was going to be, it's only going to be in the cinemas for two, three weeks and then it's going to hit, uh, uh, hit, hit, okay. yeah, hit Netflix. But someone as big as Ben Affleck is doing this and, yeah. you know, Netflix, they bought the rights, man. They are going for it, aren't they? They are bringing content oh, yeah. to the masses. And I love that. And it's a kind of a kick in the face or it's kind of like a, a middle finger to Steven Spielberg. And I'm not sure if you kind of <laughs> oh, yeah. read about this. He's, he's not happy, is he's he? Not, he's Spielberg. not a happy bunny. He's not a happy bunny because Netflix, he says that Netflix, they shouldn't get films which are nominated for Oscars like Roma. It won Oscar. Mm. And Netflix turned around and said, well, look, hey, sorry, Steven. Mr. Spielberg, but there's people out in like, you know, Yoruba, out in like, you know, some village in Southeast Asia, who they can't, they don't have the money to go to like, you know, the cinema and, mm. but they might have, yeah. they might share someone's uh, password for Netflix and they can watch <laughs> the films, yeah. like, you know? So they yeah. got a point, man. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's now time for us to move on to Anniversary Corner. And I'm so happy to be speaking yep. about Anniversary Corner. It's been like six weeks since we've kind of mentioned anything about Anniversary Corner. But here's a, here's yep. here are some films that go back 30 years, uh, 25, 20, 15 and 10 years. And we bring you these movies because we think, you know what, they were great back in the day. They're still great right oh, now. Yeah. Uh, you should go check them out. So from 10 years ago, from 2009, we are going to quickly mention this sci-fi opera, as I'd like to call it, this film, which is made in South Africa, small budget, came out of nowhere. It stars, I think his name is Carl, is it Shopley? No. Uh, Carl Shopley. That's it. Great, great actor. Uh, directed by none other than <laughs> oh uh no i know his name his name eludes me right now but it's uh oh he done done that he done chappy he done elysium yeah come on oh shit i was hoping you knew oh. his name no i don't know what i i did know it before but it's gone now but it'll come back exactly to me. before the end of the show i'll shout it out randomly. exactly so uh we're talking about district nine and it's filmed yep. in the future it's, it's it's a future uh future version of south africa where yep like there's there's I don't know what. How? What would you say? Like, um, we're aware of aliens. Like, you know, there's aliens and there's kind of like alien technology. Uh, how would you describe this movie? I'm just trying to yeah, figure it out myself. Like a, it's, a, it's a dystopian type future where aliens have come to, for once, not New York, somewhere else, exactly. and they've come to settle, and they want to integrate with society, but society are not having it, and it's a bit of a sort of play on. Uh, old school, I guess South Africa, actually, when 
you know, blacks and whites were not uh, were were not integrated, and conflict, and people didn't want uh, you know blacks drinking the water or going to the schools and stuff like that. And it kind of reminds me of that kind of uh, you know, I guess uh, society. And uh, yeah, this this sort of plays on it, but it looks at it from the the humans and aliens' point of view, and it's just interesting to see it from a different perspective. Not always in America, and that, that I think that lends to a different type of interaction and uh, and culture. Yeah. But Neil Blomkamp, that Neil is Blomkamp, it. Uh, director of the film, and uh, and writer as well, uh, produced by Peter Jackson. But yeah, this film was quite good, and it just it was quite gritty. The, uh, the, the 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 photography was very different, not so polished as you get in Hollywood. So it, it gave it much much more of a surreal kind of uh, vibe, you know. It came across a little bit indie as well. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I, I which made it look different. yeah, and I totally loved the fact that you know they they got down and dirty. You know, they showed some of the shanty towns. You know, some of those places yeah. in South Africa where you know you see poverty and you see people living like this. And just like what you said, there is this political kind of uh, stance to it. But at the heart of it is this kind of film about this guy, he's lost, he is, um, you know, he doesn't really fit in and, you know, uh, without giving too much away, he encounters this alien and at first he Mm. is seen to be the one who wants to try and eradicate the aliens. But then through a mad twist of fate, he then becomes an alien himself. Mm, that's all I'm going to say. Mm, yeah. And then he yeah. is the one who then gets treated bad. So it's just kind of got some classic, classic themes in there about, you know, being out of place. And, you know, now you know how it feels to be the other person type of thing, or in this case, the the other alien. So uh, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a brilliant <laughs> film. Go check it out. And I loved what they did at the end. They left it open. And I just hope, hope, hope they make a second part to this yeah, there was talk of it happening, actually, and you're, you're totally right. I, I hope they make a, a second part, but, I mean, who knows if they ever will. I think a film like this, it can take time for, or 10 years, yeah. <laughs> it could take time for it to happen. <laughs> it shouldn't have, but I think, you know, also, if it doesn't happen, I think it makes District 9 a bit more special. Yeah. But if it does happen, it'd be interesting to find out if they can make a District a District 13, or I think, because I think there was a bit of a, a, a wink at there being another place like this somewhere else in the world. Mm. It'd be interesting to find out if maybe it can be maybe in Australia or somewhere. Good day, mate. Another 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 country that you just don't really see often with alien invasions. Ex- not New York, not America, please. Please no. But somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I, I, I believe I believe that there's there's been some aliens, uh, like recent aliens, uh, descend upon Australia and Brisbane. So maybe if they want if they, if they can, you know, get a camera down there and see these <laughs> these aliens, these, like, these funny looking people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was wondering why one, people were looking at me funny. Only one, only one funny looking person in Australia's <laughs> land recently. The rest are, are gorgeous. But, oh shit! Uh, yeah. Uh, on that note, <laughs> so the next film. On the, yeah. <laughs> And the, next film on the list as well. The next film on the list is, uh, I wanted to bring this one up because it's um, a kind of, uh, you know, uh, number one, it's International Women's Week. It was recently. Yep. Number two, we're going to be talking about Captain Marvel. So strong female characters and, you know, these uh, yep. female leads. And I thought, you know what, a film which has got that 
uh, and it's, it's it's dramatic as well, and it's got kind of action in it as well. I thought it's a cracking movie. It's called Million Dollar Baby. It was made 15 years ago, directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, and uh, Hilary Swank, who won uh, yep. an Oscar for a performance. So it tells a story of a, a boxer played by Hilary Swank. She obviously is comes from a background where where she doesn't have a lot of confidence and maybe you know what she she's been told uh to be a certain type of way or you know what you're a female you can't do this and you know what you're 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 basically weak so she goes to the you know boxing gym she meets the trainer there played by Clint Eastwood who's always uh, you know always brilliant is always worth watching and he sees a spark in her and she's like look I want you to train me up. I'm, I'm going to become a world champion. And then from that point onwards, we go on this journey. We follow Hilary Swank. We follow the relationship, the bonding between, you know, this old school boxing trainer who's who at some point in his life must have thought, you know what, you know what, women, what, you know, they, they, they can't, um, you know, what, uh, you know, women, can they fight as good as men? But I think, the kind of mm. the the by the end of it he realizes that she's got just as much power just as much strength and just as much courage as kind of anyone else that he's ever met in his life and watch it for the performances watch it for you know this beautiful relationship but also watch it for the knockout punch that happens at the end uh yeah and, uh, and uh, yeah. yeah so just just watch it for the ending as well it's it's sad it's it's amazing it's brilliant and i think you should go and watch it and it's on our anniversary corner yeah 100 yeah. percent. i concur thank you doctor uh <laughs> right okay so tell us about what was out 20 years ago 20 years ago i was hoping you can help me with this one because i've only ever seen the parodies of this, yeah. but I know this is like a proper. This is old school, old school cult like, classic. Uh, cult classic, yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is Office Space. Office Space, yeah, from twenty years, nineteen ninety nine, and the, the, the sort of bit I've seen is being parodied is like from Family Guy when they're standing there and they sort of mash up the the, the recorder or something or some sort of TV screen or or something. They just in slow motion they just go at it with a baseball bat and all sorts. And uh, it, and the music's all like I think uh, Cy- Cypress Hill is it or Beastie Boys or something like that. I don't know, but it's just something that I've seen parodied so much that I've never actually seen the original clip. <laughs> you know what? It's um, but, yeah. No, what you said is is the same for me as well. I mean, this is a classic <laughs> film, but I haven't seen all. I haven't seen all of it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but, we're, we're bad. We're, we're we? really bad. We, we need to see it at some point. But let's let, let's give people kind of like some context here. It's eighty uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it stars Ron yeah. Livingston, Jennifer Aniston, and I'm not sure if you remember, but back in Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Aniston. So Jennifer Aniston, out of the whole friends lot, people were like, oh no. So yeah, Ross is going to be the one who's going to go on and make, have this big Hollywood career. No, Mm. it's going to be Joey. It's going to be the, it turned out to be, it was Jennifer Aniston. She's kind of like being this one out of the whole lot who's, you know, who's constantly making films. She's there and she's made some uh, pretty, pretty terrible films, I've got to say. But (laughs) this is one where... You know, it's it's actually from what I've heard and from the people that I've spoken to, um, they've said, look, you've got to go out and watch this movie. It's a cult classic. And yeah. it's like one of those movies where, you know, Devout, have you ever wondered 
you know, what you're doing with your life and, you know, you've been in your job and you're just thinking, is this job really for me? You know, I, I'm destined to have this other life. It's one of those movies. And yeah. that's my type of movie because I felt like that for years and I can't <laughs> believe I haven't seen it. <laughs> Maybe I should watch that film and it will just spark me into life and get me to actually, uh, you know, make those changes that I keep talking about. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, cool. Okay. All right. So, and the next one you've got on the list, twenty-five years 25 ago, nineteen ninety-four years ago, and we're, we're talking about JCVD. Damn, Jean Time Cop, Jean Claude Van Damme, man. Um, yes, twenty-five years ago. So, in the nineties, you had Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, yep. and you had. Jean-Claude Van Damme, these guys were the kind of like the big wigs of action films in the 80s and 90s. And for me, i got to say Time Cop was probably Van Damme's one of his best films because number one, it's got martial arts in it. Number two, it's about time travel. And the storyline was yep. really, really good. He plays a time cop. He has to go back in time to stop things from messing up. A villain gets hold of the technology, goes back in time and changes things around. His wife's involved. Uh, she gets kidnapped or she gets murdered and he's got to try and stop that. And you know what? It's brilliant. It's got so many good memorable scenes in there. So watch it for a good piece of 90s action film. And, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme has never been better. Is that the film where the, there's a clip where he's in a kitchen and he, he does the splits? Yeah, he jumps up. And, <laughs> he jumps up and does the yeah. splits on some tabletop. Yeah. Oh, gosh, man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so... Uh, that oh, is the... It. Yeah, cool. Great film. Yeah. Great, great, great edition. All right, and I thought I... And the, yeah, go on, sorry. So yeah, the last one on the list. Uh, I think I think you've put it here because this film is out this year. Exactly. This film is out in April, I think, or, or May. Yeah. So thirty years ago, uh, they turned a Stephen film, uh, Stephen King novel, into a movie, and I remember watching this film nineteen eighty nine. I was too I was, seriously. I was too young to watch it, but it scared the shit out of me. This is Pet Cemetery, so. And mm -hmm. I think the tagline is what stays dead should stay dead or whatever is buried should stay yeah. dead. And it, it's about a family. They're moving to some creepy old town in the fucking middle of the sticks. There's a, yeah. a motorway. There, there's a freeway right near the house. There's something going on with this freeway. There's an accident and a, a distraught family. They, um, they, they want to see like their loved one back again they bury the, yeah. the, the the loved one in the pet cemetery, and let's just say the shit hits the fan. Um, things <laughs> go from bad to worse, and you know what? It's classic Stephen King. There's, it's your worst nightmare, isn't it? It's like, you know, you, your loved one dies, and you want to see that loved one. You'll do anything to see that loved one again. You don't care what the consequences are. You just want to see what the loved one is. What uh, you know, the loved one again, but. Let's just face it. If you're dead, you're dead. Don't come back. <laughs> it's the opposite of the grey joy <laughs> saying, isn't it? What may, what is dead may never die. Whereas this one says, if you're dead, stay dead, dead. mate. <laughs> Don't ever come back. Don't come knocking on my door. End of story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, look, you know, 30 years later, they're making, the, they're doing the remake. So it'd be interesting to see what they make of it. If you haven't seen the original, go out and check it out and then go watch the new one that's coming out and just compare it. Uh, yeah. We'll obviously, we'll watch it and we'll let you know what, what it's like. 
Whew. Okay, so Deval, that's uh, Anniversary Corner. Yeah, uh, great, 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 great choices. Great choices this week. Uh, so next we have our film reviews. Yes. So now we're getting to the meat of the meal. <laughs> <laughs> now, um... so this week we have two films so we're going to quickly glean over the first one then we're going to a bit more uh, detailed with the second one and we will go into spoilers with the second one guys so by the time you've listened to this you've had enough time to watch Captain Marvel if you haven't seen it then you better hurry up and watch it uh, but yeah the first one uh, have you seen Happy Death, Happy Death Day to you? I, I've seen the first one I haven't seen this one Okay. Well, I've seen the second one. I haven't seen the first one, so yeah. I guess we. I, I really like the first <laughs> well, one. I really like the first one because it's got this okay. uh, Groundhog Day uh, feel to it, yeah. and I can imagine that this is going to be similar stuff. Very similar. I mean, happy De- happy death day to you too. It's yeah, it's similar to the first one, and it brings in actually. It's it's really weird because this one brings in time travel. Whoa. There's actually a time. There's actually a time travel device that causes. It causes the reoccurrence of the Happy Death Day scenario, and uh, it's, it's in a university. These students are doing some sort of science experiment. It goes wrong, and it causes a little blimp or ripple in time. Wow. So one of the one of the uh, other students, not the girl, another student, he experiences the Death Day, uh, Groundhog Day, and then he goes to the girl and he tells her about it. She's like, "Oh shit, what have you done?" And it's like you know, she realizes that he's he's caused it to happen again. So from that, it begins Happy Death Day to you too. And it, and then the sequel sort of kicks off, but it's actually quite funny and they do take the piss out of themselves. There's a lot of references to different movies and things and they they very much take, you know don't take themselves too seriously, the filmmakers, which I think is what makes the film better. Whereas if they took the film too seriously, I think the audience may turn off, but this film's actually quite entertaining. Sure. Yeah, it's quite entertaining. So I, I actually kind of liked it, uh, and yeah, I think I think it's worth a watch. It's 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 a, it's a great date film, and uh, I went by myself to see it. By the way, I didn't go on a date, but I, I saw lots lots of dates were in the cinema when I was by myself, and lots of dates were in the cinema. They're all laughing and you know just you know enjoying it. And when you looked to uh, your left, yeah. what did you see? I know. <laughs> I saw clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. <laughs> Here I am, stuck in the middle oh, with them. <laughs> so, uh, but now it's yeah. a good film. I mean, uh, that's where I'm going to probably leave it. But I mean, I think it's a good film. I'll give it probably a seven and a half out okay, of ten. Nice. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Uh, nice sort of. Yeah, no, it's, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, so that's it. That was a quick review. <laughs> but you know what? That's all good yeah. because you know what? It gives us more time yeah. to speak about the big blockbuster movie of the week, of the month, basically. Uh, and we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, Capitan Marvel, Captain Marvel. Uh, mm. I watched this on Wednesday. Oh, you, you watched it early. Exactly. I was on, I was on Brisbane time, baby. He was. <laughs> so I watched this in the cinema and it wasn't a packed out showing because I could, I, I mean, I wanted to watch it as soon as possible. So it was an early morning showing and I watched it. And first things first, before we get into the movie, I want you to give us a breakdown so, or, or just kind of like a bit of, bit of context, a bit of introduction to who is Carol Danvers or who is Captain Marvel? 
So Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Cap- Carol Danvers uh, is an Air Force pilot, a very celebrated, very skilled Air Force pilot. And she, yes, I guess in the comics, she, yeah, she's like a bit like Captain America in a way. She wants to fight for her country. She wants to do well. Uh, as a woman in the Air Force, she has the barriers of, you know, of sexism and trying to be, I guess, equal uh, to the rest. So she's, she's, she's having to work harder than her male counterparts. And, uh, you know, her, her, her associate, or f- not associate, sorry, her friend, uh, Monica Rambeau, is also similar. And she has to really fight for, you know, for the, uh, the I guess, the... The equal rights. So yeah, she's a really celebrated uh, Air Force pilot, and she, I guess, in the comics, is slightly different to the movie. But yeah, she gains the powers of the cosmic ability to now, I guess, transform herself into. Uh, in the comics, it was first Miss Marvel, but now she's been promoted to Captain Marvel. So, uh, so yeah, that's a bit of her background, really. Okay, fantastic. And in terms of what we, ladies and gents, just to let you know, there's going to be some spoilers. So we're going to speak about plots, uh, plot points in the movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen the, if you haven't seen the film, switch off right now, and then catch up with the episode later on. But please do go yeah. ahead and watch it. Right. Okay. So first things first. Right. Let me just tell you one thing. I'm going to say straight up. I really like the film. So that's that's the first thing. Yep. And when okay. I started watching the movie, I was so excited. I was just like, oh God, like, I can't wait. I want to see how this connects in with Avengers and I want to see these characters. I want to see mm. what they do. So we got in, we get introduced to um, Verz. Her name is Verz. When we first meet her on the yeah. planet of Halla, right? Yeah. And Verz is uh, a, what, what the species, uh, what are they called? The alien race. So she's Kree. a Cree, and Cree yeah. are kind of this militaristic race of people. They defenders. Yeah. They go to other planets. They kick ass. And Vers is training with uh, Jude Law. I can't remember what is what his character is called. Yan Rog, I think. And there's this kind of there's there's a te- <laughs> I think that's yeah there's it. a teacher student vibe between these two, right? And I was like, okay, so this is interesting. So we're going to see this uh, relationship pan out. However, my, as I was watching the movie, so those first like five, you know, five or 10 minutes, I was like, hang on a second. I've seen this before. I've seen this before. This is turning into be something mm. like uh, Neo and Morpheus, you know, with, oh, yeah. with the Matrix. <laughs> and I was like, please, please, please do not let it be like, you know, teacher, student, martial arts, you know, those cliches about you've got to harness the the, 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 the power within you, Marvel and, uh, and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, don't let it be that movie. Thankfully, they cut that little bit kind of short. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is good. You know what? We, we I know the teacher-student type of a thing. So this is going on over here. Carol, um, I keep saying Carol, but Verz is, you know, she's she's getting to le- learn more about her powers. She's got this power, but she doesn't know exactly where these powers have come from. But clearly there's something else going on behind um, the scenes mm. with Verz. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh... It's, it's, it, yeah, because her her background in the film is a little bit discombobulating because we're not sure if she's actual Cree or if she's if she's human. Uh, we're not sure if uh, she if if they're doing something bad or if they're doing something good. 
it's a bit all a bit you know confusing at, at the start and I think they wanted maybe the filmmakers wanted us to be as confused as she is so they didn't give us too much because they wanted us to I guess be on the same journey as her in a way uh so yeah it was it was quite different to any other sort of marvel cinematic universe uh i guess character depiction you know they, they, like iron man was you know he started off quite a sleazy character and then he had the arc of you know coming good uh whereas i think she reminded me of maybe thor thor was quite uh i guess a bit i don't know he's quite hot-headed a little bit arrogant he'll punch first ask questions later and that's kind of like how she started out uh, and then she got obviously in her journey, which we'll talk about a bit later. She, I guess, becomes more grounded, understands her past and what's what's important, and then she becomes into herself, you know. But she's always had this. She's always had the power. She just didn't realize it. Yeah. So yeah, it's in, it's an interesting way they kind of, you know, I guess unveiled her her character. Yeah. And there was a there was a key line in the movie where Jude Law tells her, "Look, you know what? Control. Don't let your heart control your mind," and. And then mm. you see this kind of transformation of her where it is her heart, which is what is given eventually at the end of it, like, you know, her powers. And that is the thing that she needs to embrace. But so, so we're learning more about Verse. We're learning the fact that she's got these memories. She's getting these flashbacks of a life from maybe from planet Earth. Who knows? But she is on a mission with Jude Law. And they are out to extract some uh, a spy, and they get ambushed. Right, so in this ambush, they we see the uh, the enemy, and who are the enemy again? The scrolls. Right. Okay. So, if anyone who's anyone mm. who's who's like a fan of the comic books will know that the Krees and the scrolls, they they they're kind of like enemies, and they've had this war which has been raging on for years and years and years. So we get to see these these groups of people so in the melee in this kind of attack she um uh, what uh, I just exactly how does how does she get from point a to b uh well in a spaceship you mean <laughs> that but how, how does she travel from there to to, to for, so from the kree world to yeah to, to earth Oh, well, they, they go in that kind of mission together to that planet, which is on the outer rim of like the Cree, uh, I guess, you know, their, their patch of uh, <laughs> Cree space. Yeah. And they come across the, the scrolls. The scrolls had, had an ambush for them. Uh, she was captured by one of the scrolls. They took her on their, on, their, on their ship to try and, I guess, read her memory and get information while on their ship. Uh, the scrolls happened to be passing Earth. <laughs> it was so mad how, like, they were so close to Earth yeah. and Earth didn't have any idea that there's a massive spaceship just outside. And she basically, she she fights her way off the ship and crash lands into Blockbuster Video. Uh, so she literally falls. So she, she's quite strong because if you think about it, she fell from space into a shop, yeah, onto the floor, and she got up. So she is made of hard stuff so if anyone wants to i guess compare her strength wise i think she's like strong as thor or hulk because i can't see cap falling from from space and getting up no exactly. way exactly no yeah we're, you know? we're, we're talking about she's she's one of the like most powerful characters in the MC, yeah, you know, in, yeah, in comic yeah, books right yeah. okay so she's up there yeah. and just going back well, MC, mcu anyway MC anyway and going back a bit that fight that yeah. she has on the um 
on the spaceship where she has to get out. I thought it was quite funny. They, the, the makers yeah. of the film, they, they use music a lot. And, you yeah. know, there's this soundtrack. Old school, 90s old music. Old school, yeah. 90s music. And all the singers, all females, uh, female songs. And this, uh, oh. yeah, there's a kick to the songs. And obviously it's about kind of, you know, mm. you know, the, her showing off her strength and getting to know her strength. And I thought that was all really, really interesting. It was funny as well. And so, like you said, she crash lands on uh, earth. She crash lands into a blockbuster video. And soon after we get to meet a, uh, a character that we all know from the MCU, Nick Fury. Yep. A younger Nick Fury and also a younger agent Coulson yep. as well. Yeah. And uh, they both uh, introduced themselves and, it's, it's, it, I, I like the way that we didn't. They didn't hang about. They showed Nick Fury quite soon on that she is telling the truth because he asked her, obviously, "What's going on? Who are you? Where did you come from?" She tells him, and he doesn't believe her. And then he sees an interaction between what well, a little bit, a little bit of a fight between her and the scroll, and then they believe her straight away. And even I think uh, Nick, Nick Fury says to Agent Coulson, "Do you see her? Sh- did you see her shoot that weapon, or did he see her weapon?" And Phil was like, no, because he didn't see a weapon. It came from her hands, didn't it? Ah, yeah. <laughs> she just shot out of her hands. But uh, but yeah, it was good to see that, that, that uh, the interaction with... And Nick Fury, if you noticed as well, because he's younger, because he's fresher, he's a bit more of a joker. He's not so he's serious. Not so serious. Like yeah. now, modern day Nick Fury doesn't really joke about that much. He gives you riddles and rhymes. He disappears, says what he wants, and he goes. But... This Nick Fury is is a bit of a joker. <laughs> yeah, you know he's, he's he's not being so worn out. And and one of the things I liked about the film was this relationship between Nick Fury and um and and Brie Larson's character, you know, Captain Marvel. You know, this kind of camaraderie, this mm-hmm. thing about you know trusting each other and about you know teaming up and you know being uh, working together so that they can kind of like solve. The, the, the crime and so she's on so captain marvel she's on earth she still doesn't know the extent of her power she still doesn't know the extent of uh, the, you know her history mm. and about what happened and how she got these powers so we're on this journey as much as she's on this journey and she's trying yeah. to find uh, a character that she that she sees from her flashbacks so the scrolls are after this person captain marvel's after this person and meanwhile jude law and his band of uh, mercenaries they're on the way as well um because they got left behind on one of the planets on that outer rims and (laughs) and so so there's a lot going on in this movie ladies and gentlemen there's a lot going on you know, we've got Captain Marvel, but she doesn't know that she's Captain Marvel. And we don't know what her story is mm. and what her background is. She's on a journey. We're on the journey. Nick Fury, he's getting to learn about, obviously, aliens and about, you know, the threat. And one thing that I will say, though, is I, he takes it pretty well, doesn't he? He does. And it's just, I guess, testament to his mentality as a, as a, as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent uh, that, you know, he he's there. His shield are there to deal with the things that no one else can deal with. So he's got to have a an open mind, <laughs> an open mind to a lot of things, you know. And then the, I guess yeah, and also the, the the tesseract gets mentioned, yes. and it's like I mean, <laughs> so all this time he knew about it, and it's just it's mad. I mean, uh, I mean for me this film, it was a good. Uh, 
it was a good film. It was a good film. My expectations weren't too high, but I wouldn't say this film really surpassed, surpassed my expectations. I was expecting maybe a bit more meat, a little bit. I was expecting a little bit more of maybe Ronin, the accuser, because I know he was meant to be in it, but I wasn't sure if maybe he was going to be in it for, for that much, but maybe because we'd already seen him, they didn't want to give him too much screen time. But I did like the interactions. For me, the most enjoyable thing was the interactions between Captain Marvel, Nick Fury, and uh, Talos, played by Ben Men- Mendelsohn. Yeah. He was wicked as a squirrel. He was wicked. He, even his accent, he, his, his Australian accent, he kept it, which I think which was, was really wicked, good. Yeah. yeah, and the way they, the they shapeshift, I mean, first of all, let's tackle the squirrels, yeah, because in the comics and everything else, the squirrels are made out to be the evil ones, the baddies. But in this, they flipped yes. it. Yes. The squirrels are the ones that are being persecuted. They're the ones that are trying to fight for their survival. They're the ones that... Uh, are being, you know, the injustice is against them. And at first you don't realise that, but then you realise it and you think, oh shit, they're the ones we need to help. They're the ones that, you know, it's the Cree that are the ones that that are doing most of the the bad stuff. So it was interesting when we finally, when that finally dropped and we realised that the scrolls are are the ones that are, you know, that need the assistance and need the help, then the film for me really started to change and come into its own. You got to see the Squirrel families and Captain Marvel was a bit more empathetic to them. And she, I think that helped her to, to see the truth in her in her injustice too, because the Kree kidnapped her. That's when we found out she was originally a human. You know, they took her to, to Kree. I mean, they took her to Hala. They gave her blood, trans- blood transfusions. That's why her blood is blue, you know? And that's why obviously she's she's tougher. Because she's well, one she's been she's got the cosmic, she's got the uh, powers of of the space stone, the tesseracts. Because yeah. the the, uh, the 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 kind of I don't know what's what's it called this the space engine they were trying That's to it, create the, t- the space it engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, when it blew up, it, it gave her powers. And again, let's tackle that as well because Marvel. In the comics, Marvel is yeah. a male, and in this one, and Marvel, yeah, this one is Annette Benning, uh, who is that Annette Benning or Annette, no, Annette Benning? Annette, anyway, <laughs> Annette Benning. She comes to Earth. She's part of this Cree Squirrel War, but she becomes empathetic to the to the Squirrels, and she wants to help end the war by creating this technology. And in the comics, Marvel comes to Earth and starts to realize earth isn't so bad and wants to protect earth and befriends carol danvers there's a massive explosion with the psyche magnetron and that's what gives her the powers so this way they've just flipped it they flipped the gender there's the psyche magnetron is now the the light speed engine when it blew up it gave her power so it's still a bit the same they kept they kept the same formula just changed the ingredients yeah, a little yeah, bit exactly and and just going back a bit when you said when when uh, captain marvel was on the spaceship and um talos was kind of interrogating her they were looking for information and they wanted to find out where that sp- uh, the space engine is and little did they know that captain marvel is the one she has the power of the space engine so whatever that whatever they needed to to help them or whatever, it was in Captain Marvel. And then 
throughout the film. Yes, yes, yes. It's alluded to that, okay, look, you know what, this is, you know, something's happened and we get to find out what the event was that caused it to get all the power. So you, it's an origin story uh, as well. So, you know, in the sense that you get to find out you know, how she gets her powers. So, so that's all great. And I'm like you on this one. I mean, I liked it and I wasn't expecting kind of like, you know, you know, like a Avengers type of, of a movie because I didn't think it was as that mm. type. It wasn't going to be that type of a movie, but there were lots of things in it. I liked the Nick Fury stuff. I liked uh, the way that her character arc um, changed through the film. So she was this kind of cold person you know she she was kind of this cold person like and she's like oh what do i do and and then by the end of it she becomes kind of more human-like and she realizes that yes she's human and she needs to embrace some of those human emotions and we get to see her her relationship again with her friend um rambo was it yeah um maria um, monica Monica rambo Rambo. and i just want to ask you yeah well maria so maria Maria rambo and can I ask you, did you notice anything between Captain Marvel and Maria Rambeau? What, like a friendship that's a bit more, fr- a bit yeah. more friendly. Did you, you did you pick up that vibe? <laughs> Was it just me? Not really. Okay. Uh, but I know what you mean, because I guess they were, they were really close and it's kind of like, almost like, and also the kid is kind of like mixed race, isn't it? So it's like, like uh, Captain Marvel can be like the like they they both can be like the parents that would resemble the real parents of the yeah. kid. No, it's just I, maybe it so, might have just maybe I was just might be reading too much into it or like you know. But I mean, yeah, no, yeah. I hate what you mean. it was like kind of like mean. when they embraced, when they hugged, there was kind of you know that that hug yeah. lingered on, and I was like, oh, this is maybe yeah. like you know a bit more than you never know. Maybe they 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 could they could bring that out and they could flesh it out in the next mm-hmm. film, but in the next film. Uh, Maria Rambeau is going to be older. Monica Rambeau is going to be older. In the comics, uh, Monica Rambeau was the first Captain Marvel. Oh, right. Yeah, the first Captain Marvel. Uh, Then uh, Carol Danvers was Miss Marvel. So it's a bit of a play. And and, uh, also, I don't know if you noticed that uh, the kid is called Monica Rambeau. And the kid... Uh, was talking about making space, spaceships and stuff like that. I reckon in, in Endgame, the kid's going to be some kind of some kind of thing because she's going to be yeah. older. Yeah, I think she's going to be older. And also, I don't know if you remember, but the uh, I think quite recently there was a story in Iron Man where Iron Man uh, took on a apprentice, a really clever university student, and he he uh, basically. She took over as Iron Man for a bit. She was called Wee Wee Williams. Oh, she was a a, a, a girl uh, that looked just like Monica Rambeau. Uh, big, big sort of Afro kind of hair. Very, very similar looking to the young girl. So I'm thinking, if she grows up, and if she's as intelligent as she looks like she's going to be, she may be something that could, you know, maybe they're thinking to cross her into the, you know, the Iron Man type. You know, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just. You're spit- speaking out loud here but it seems like sometimes the pieces are in front of you sometimes you put them together and you either you know you make a picture or you don't (laughs) but no i mean the whole film was quite entertaining i like all the characters i did like also the the kree characters so you got uh korath juman honsu's character uh i liked a lot as well minerva he's played by Gemma chan who was in humans yeah and just that whole sort of motley crew 
they were quite funny. And there, there were a lot of quite there were a lot of funny parts actually. You know, like uh, you know where uh, the the scrolls, like you know where uh, when they were in Maria Rambo's house and. And uh, and and Ben Manderson's character was talking to the other squirrel, who's a bit of a he's a scientist, he's a bit of a dimwit. But it's like some of the like the non-verbal cues and the comedy bits, and when they're waiting for the CD to download, and he just does this little nod. He's like, "That was so funny." It's like that same nod, that same nod we all do when we're waiting for something to download. Because us old school cats, we remember like the old school computers where. Things took ages, exactly. And sometimes the internet would, would 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 just disconnect for no reason. People now don't know about that. They People don't know about. People don't waiting. know about like all they got now is like you know fiber optic and yeah, and there was exactly. dial up. Dial up, exactly. You heard that. <laughs> All that kind of madness, you know. And and one of the things (laughs) that I was keen to kind of watch out for was okay, you know, at the end of Infinity War, Nick Fury he has a pager, and just before just before he's been decimated, he goes on his pager and he sends a message, and and then what we see is that he sent a message to Captain Marvel, and this film ties up with that in the sense that yep. he's been given this pager back in 1990. What, what, what year is it setting again? I think it's, it's, it's 95. Okay, so he gets, he gets given the pager mm. and there's a line in there which she, which she says to him, only use this in emergency. Now, my question to you is, Deval, yeah. is... Avengers 1, why, why didn't he use it? <laughs> Maybe because he, he didn't see it as as big as an emergency because the Avengers were already in place kind of mm. thing. I don't know, but I mean, I, I, I would have thought I would have used it because I mean, that's when Agent Coulson died. Things were looking bad. You don't bad. know what's going to happen. So, exactly. So I think he should have used it, but maybe, I don't know, maybe, I guess, yeah, it's like, that's something that we just have to look over because they, they didn't have plans for Captain Marvel then maybe, who knows? Exactly. So it, there's always going to be like a, a, a hole here yeah. or there. But uh, overall, yeah, I think I liked the way it ended as well, and it kind of tied, it kind of tied it together. I'm not going to talk about the uh, post-credit scenes. I, I think we should leave that to the people t- to find out. But there's two. There are two. There's two post-credits, yeah, and one in particular is very, 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 very oh good, and God. it just makes me, it just makes me want to watch Endgame even I know. more. I know. <laughs> so that was my thing. It was like, right, okay, how are they going to tie in? And uh, what yeah. I will say is it's a movie like, you know, you might be going in there where the expectation is really, really high. Go into this movie thinking that this is an introduction to the character. So when yeah. we, when we yeah. see Captain Marvel again in uh, Endgame, I think it's about five or six weeks time. Exactly. It's nothing. So we're going to see more of this character and we're going to see exactly how she plays an important role in, you know, changing things around and defeating Thanos, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but, Yep, like Deval said, stay behind. You know, there are two uh, end credit scenes and there's mm. one. All I'm going to say is it, it, it definitely lends into um, what happens in Endgame. Yeah. But I, I was going to say, just one more question before we sort of end on this one. How did you, how did you feel about her, her her whole binary transformation? Did you, what did you think of it? I mean, she just she just goes crazy. I mean... The way she just goes binary and just starts like literally mashing I, shit I up. Loved it. It's like she's got no boundaries. And with the suit and everything, and she the colours yeah. and then her hair and the flying and and uh, you know what? It was it was 
by the end of it, I was like, yes. You know, there was moments in there where yeah. you see flashbacks of when she's been kind of like being told yeah. by by the the men in in her life. You know, you're, yeah. you're basically yeah. worthless. You can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, falling up, get back up again, and she kind of draws on the those memories to then bring out this binary power that she's got and she just basically kicks ass she's at the end of it i just thought to myself there's no way who who's going to be stronger than captain marvel now yeah i know and then because i wasn't sure if, if she was going to be able to fly as well but then she became she, when she started flying oh my god and she can breathe in space because i don't know if you notice at the end she's not wearing a, her, she's not wearing her mask her hair's out she can yes. breathe in space she's I'm, Exactly. She's galactic. She's yeah. like Thor. And then also the whole thing about time traveling. Remember, she's got now the yeah. she's got now the power to. Uh, she had that time engine, that that travel engine thing. But that was that was powered by the space stone. I don't I don't think she can time travel. Or, can she? or she can travel far. Because remember, then she took them. She, she remember can, she took them into another dimension. Yeah. She because they, they 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 both kind of flew. Oh, she can fly light speed because exactly. at the end. They all yeah, flew tight. off and she was outside. Oh, shit. She pushed the ship. Oh, yeah, did she so, push so, it? So she was, out, she oh was outside the gosh. ship and then they then they just went up. Oh, my gosh. See, I didn't realise that. I didn't, didn't realise she put... Oh, she's exactly. powerful. No, so no, no, no. no. To different she's dimensions, to different galaxies. She's powerful. So I reckon on the way back, she, she must pick up Tony Stark. She's yeah. powerful. So now here's my other question to you is, Deval. What has she been doing for the last 25 years? Well, she's been ending the uh, Kree Scroll War, member. She said she's going to go back oh, and end it. Oh, yes. So that would take her a long time to do. So I guess in that way, we're not going to get no infiltr- in, in, infiltration scrolls storyline because, yeah, so that's going to be ended because she would have ended the war and they've got no, re- no, no, no reason to come to Earth and cause havoc. So, wow. Okay, well, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't realize. I'm going to see it again and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to watch out for that bit. She's crazy powerful. She's pushing the ship. Exactly. Light speed. That's crazy. And just kind of like, here's a little rumor about Endgame. Could we see the introduction of, obviously Thanos is, was the, was the main villain of Infinity War, but we know now that there's going to be, or we don't know for sure, but he's obviously going to be stopped and there could be this other big next level villain who's going to be in the film. And a lot of people are saying, could it be a character called Mm. Immortus? Oh, first I've heard of it, Immortus. And when you start reading about Immortus, it's connected to Carol Danvers. Ah. Oh my gosh. Okay. You've opened up a can so of worms this, now. All I'm gonna, You've opened up a can all I'm of gonna worms. I'm going to say is do your research, go type in Immortus and just have a little bit of a read around mm. and just tell us what you think. Uh, let us know what you think of the movie. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you want to see more? Did you want it to be darker, grittier? Um, mm. I, I think it ticked a lot of the boxes and it was a great introduction to Captain Marvel who, don't forget, Brie Larson, she's signed a, like a eight or nine picture deal with with Marvel. Wow. So she okay. might. Th- th- is, uh, that's not to say that she's going to have eight different films, but she could appear just in um, no. a small capacity somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll give it like a seven and a half. I think I'll give yeah, it. Yeah. Me too. Seven and a half. It was, it was a good film, but not, not, I wouldn't say a great film. And it definitely wasn't a shit film. 
but seven and a half. It's not in my top five, but it's a good film. I'm going to watch it again and again, probably four times I'll get out of this one. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, looking forward to Endgame, basically. Looking oh, forward to gosh, Endgame. Man. That is the one. That is the one. All right. Okay. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Cool. Those are film reviews. Next, we have Hidden Gems. Uh, Hidden Gem we have is a film called Hardcore Henry. Oh, yeah, I remember this one. Yeah. This is that porn film, right? Uh, <laughs> that's next week. Uh, <laughs> but Hardcore Henry uh, stars uh, Chalto Chopley, who we mentioned earlier on. That was in District 9. And uh, this mm. film is, the whole film, 100% of this film, is first perspective. This film was made with GoPro, mm. GoPro cameras, uh, especially attached to either stunt people or the actors themselves or whoever. But the whole film is almost like Call of Duty, a film version. Hardcore Henry oh, uh, is a man who was re- basically resurrected from death with no memory, and he's trying to save his wife from a, a Russian warlord who's got telekinetic powers and also... <laughs> Uh, is trying to like engineer these these super soldiers basically. So he's basically going around shooting people. Uh, he's I think he himself because he's come back from death. He's he's a bit of a super soldier himself. So he's a bit he's tougher than an average beer. And uh, yeah, it's just literally think of it, it's it's all first perspective. He's shooting people hardcore like J- uh, J- uh, Jason Bourne type fighting, punching everything from first person first person perspective uh wow. 211 deaths occurred during this film i went to cinema for this film and i've ne- I've seen nothing like it uh the film wow. i think it's set in russia so it's not an Amer- american backdrop bit different uh and it's very very it's very action like totally action lots of blood lots of hardcore or hardcore fighting scenes people getting shot in the head all sorts it's it's a film like no other because, like I said, it's a hundred percent first person. So when you get, I got to see it. Yeah, and it's like the, the the technical aspect of this film must have been quite tricky to pull off. But yeah, it's you know a lot of people haven't heard of this film, and uh, it needs to be seen to be believed. A bit like Go. So I'll say, in in a nutshell, <laughs> go see Hardcore Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. That's what I'll say about hidden gems this week. Go see Hardcore Henry. Brilliant. And ladies and gents, like if I didn't sell Go to you, like seriously, just 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 do me a favor and get it. It's I'm sure it's going to be on YouTube or uh, you know some streaming service yeah, or something yeah. like that. You know, just go find it. Yeah, for sure. And like I said before, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you, Deval. That's going to be my New Year's gift. Oh, well, thank you, thank you, sir. Much obliged. Right. Okay. So I think we are going to have to call it an end because we we've been ranting and raving on for the, for over two hours. It's been a, bit of a long one today, but it's been a, a bit, we've been making up for lost time because it's been a few weeks. So apologies, guys, if it's been a bit too long. But you can do this in, in two trips: uh, a trip to work and a trip back home. So you know your commute is covered. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. So Deval, this has been uh, a pleasure. Yes. Yes. Let us know, guys, Maybe. how how it's been. Uh, give us some feedback on the show. Uh, we're recording now remotely uh, across time zones and dimensions. So let us know about the quality. How does it sound to you guys? Please let us know. And uh, again, uh, Mr. Amar, teacher, it's been a pleasure, never a chore. 
And uh, yeah, I guess we will do this again next week, guys. Episode 35, same place, same time zone. And <laughs> yeah, Deval, it's yep. been brilliant. Yeah, so um, we'll be in touch. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.